Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Abin Bible Church and welcome to our communion time. So we will um, give a time of silence to God, confessing our sins, and then we'll invite God to cleanse us and fill us. Give him the moment of silence now. Holy God in heaven, our creator, our king, and our father, we come to you with humbleness, with gratefulness, and uh, with faithfulness, we pray. We thank you for having created us with your image to expand the love in Trinity to the creation. And because you created for love, you gave free will, and you allowed it to be used and even incorrectly. And our ancestors were tested. Adam and Eve failed. And from then on, sin entered the world through the act of one man. But you have sent the second Adam, the last Adam, who is your eternal son, the second person of the Trinity, who became Jesus Christ, our Savior and our Lord. And it's by his blood, those who have been elected by you have been covered by his innocent life. And we who are hiding in Christ, and now we are hidden from your wrath, we are transferred from your justice to your grace. And now we can become the receivers, fellow heirs of the kingdom to come with Christ Jesus as his bride, as your son, and as the born again by the Holy Spirit. So we come to you to recognize all those that have been said in the Bible as facts, as truth. We believe them and we live by them. We also come to you with humili hu humility and with humble confession that we, after having been saved in spirit and uh, are being saved in soul and will be saved in body, but we still struggle between the spirit and the flesh, and in our flesh still dwells the sinful nature to which we sometimes surrender and for which we are not happy about. We come to you confessing for grieving the Holy Spirit in sins, and we pray that we will stop that and we will confess to you and we will repent and to change. And we pray that you will honor this request. You have promised that if we seek anything holy and then good, we shall find. So here we seek, and here we shall find. You have given us the forgiveness in Christ Jesus. We're here by our confession receiving the forgiveness, and we're also praying that you will fill us with the Holy Spirit who lives in us from the moment we have received Jesus and eternally. And we pray that he will now hold the helm of our life and direct us to the direction that you called us to go. And we shall do this with all of the uh, gladness in obedience. And we will give all the glory to you and to your son. 
And it's in his name we pray. Amen. In the book of Isaiah, there are, most people know about, there are four servant songs, right? Song of the servant, talking about the servant of God, servant of Yahweh par excellence, that is Christ Jesus. But there are also four continuations for the four servant songs. There are also four songs of Messiah. There are also four uh, odes to Zion. And I have found the correlations between them portraying four images of the Messiah, corresponding to the four images of Christ through the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And they all correspond to the four um, images in the composite being of the cherubim. Okay, what are the four of cherubim? The lion, the ox, the man, and the eagle, right? So the lion portrays a king, okay? And the, and the ox portrays a servant. And the man portrays a perfect mankind, therefore save savior of mankind. And the eagle portrays somebody who is high up, seeing everything, all-knowing, therefore God. So what does Matthew portray Jesus as? The king and the great teacher the only true philosopher king that has no error. Okay. What does Mark portray Jesus? <coughs> he is a servant of God. He does one thing and then immediately he serves another, immediately does another. And what does Matthew, uh, Luke portray Jesus? <coughs> the perfect man, 
who is the savior of men. And what does John portray he is? <coughs> God, who is also the Lamb of God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word, word was God. And the Word became flesh who dwelt among us, showing us the glory of God. So there are the multifaceted portrait of Jesus, and it's fully prepared in the book of Isaiah. Uh, and uh, we have uh, shown you through the last uh, week's uh, communion sermon, uh, communion devotion. Well, some place called sermon one, right? Yeah. So we have done shown you the first song of the servant. And today let me read the first addendum to it, which is in the same chapter, 42 verses 10 through 17. If the first song of the servant talked about the identity and task of the Messiah, and the second one, uh, the addendum says, glory be to the Lord. Jehovah, the eternal one. Verse 10. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing his praise from the end of the earth. You who go down to the sea and all that is in it. You islands and those who dwell on them. Let the wilderness and its cities lift up their voices. The settlement where Kedar inhabits. Let the inhabitants of Selah sing aloud. Let them shout for joy from the tops of the mountains. Let them give glory to the Lord and declare his praise in the coastlands. The Lord will go forth like a warrior. He will arouse his zeal like a man of war. He will utter a shout. Yes, he will raise a war cry. He will prevail against his enemies. I have kept silent for a long time. I have kept still and restrained myself. Now, like a woman in labor, I will groan. I will both gasp and pant. I will lay waste the mountains and hills and wither all their vegetations. I will make the rivers into coastland and dry up the ponds. I will lead the blind by a way they do not know. In paths they do not know, I will guide them. I will make darkness into light before them and rugged places into plains. These are the things I will do. And I will not leave them undone. They shall be turned back and be utterly put to shame, who trust in idols, who say to molten images, you are our gods. This is Jehovah, which means the eternal one, speaking. After he has prese presented the Messiah, whom we know as Jesus Christ, he will come as a humble person, will not crush a, a weed, you know, and will not blow out a, a wicker that is flick flickering. But he is the true philosopher king. He's the greatest teacher. He's also the legitimate king who sits on the throne of David for Israel. And he will be the emperor of the whole world, the king of kings and the lord of lords. So in Christ Jesus is forgiveness for sins, uh, it the restoration for the weak, but also it's the justice over evil and the, the, uh, the control of the unruly. Christ is both God's soft heart <laughs> uh, and his strong arm. Okay? And when Christ comes, those who humble themselves and hide in his grace, in, under his blood, will receive 
God's mercy. And those who harden their heart and resist Christ will be crushed at the end. For those of us who have been saved, we do not necessarily live the most blessed financially and uh, you know, treated um, the best in the world now. But trust that God will let Christ come again. And he will do the justice. Leave it to God. Just trust in God. Do the good and prepare for receiving the glory. The life in mercy is good enough. And just wait. The life in justice and holiness shall come. And that hope will give us strength to live through the difficult times on this earth. All of us are going to face it, but all of us are also given the way to live through it victoriously. And it's in Christ Jesus that we have this hope. In the past, he came and he gave his body. This bread represents his sinless life. That's his unleavened bread. He gave it on the cross, broken for our sake. As we crush this bread in our teeth, remember Christ's sacrifice. And it's in his sacrifice, in his suffering, that we are given the way back to our Father. And then we have hope for life without the suffering when all tears shall be wiped away. We live in hope of that day, remembering Christ's sacrifice. The body of Christ was given for us. We take this bread in remembrance of him. Christ shed his blood on the cross. It is a covering for our sins. And we who are in Christ Jesus, God will only see the blood of Christ on us, which represents a sinless life. He won't see our old life, which has some remnant in our flesh, but essentially it died with, cross, with Christ on the cross. And he won't see our old life. And he sees the new life, which is our new spirit regenerated by the Holy Spirit and then which is our soul which is being made holy sanctified day by day as we study God's word as we practice God's uh, ethics we are transformed into Christ's image and wherever we fall short at the end Christ will fill and we will all be 100% holy trust in God but we try to do as much as we can now because it means reward and glory which we would love to have too so when we take this, remember not only Christ's sacrifice, but also his promise that he shall come again. He will deliver his bride from before the time of God's wrath, and he will give us reward for our work for him after our salvation. And um, the eternal life to come is only better than anything we can imagine. We trust in that, and with our hope in it, we will live faithfully today loving God and loving others. The blood of Christ was shed for us on the cross. We take this in remembrance of him. <coughs> Dear Jesus Christ, thank you for coming to this world to demonstrate the truth of who God is and to demonstrate the character of what God will be. And um, God is love. And you exhibit the love 
by sacrificing yourself for paying our sins. We don't deserve your love, but we're happy to accept your love. That means giving up our old life with you on the cross and receiving the new life, which is your life. And may you let the Holy Spirit not only dwelling in us, but filling us, controlling us, holding the helm of our ship and guide us to the direction which you called us to go, to be blameless before you at your second coming. We pray that uh, you will finish your work in us and we will demonstrate faithfulness. In your name we pray. Thank you.